Hello, everyone, and welcome to Minute 52 of Season 4 of Movie Around Minute, the daily podcast where we take a hilarious and poignant journey through the 1989 Billy Crystal Meg Ryan rom-com When Harry Met Sally, one minute at a time. I'm Rob, and joining me again today is Bubble Eat from It's Time to Rewind. Welcome back, Bubble Eat. It's good to be back. He, you know, he's never going to leave her. <laughs> <laughs> no, never. Yeah. You're right, you're right. And when you're right, you're right. I know you're right. I know you're right. So, Minute 52 begins with Marie trying to explain herself and ends with Jess and Harry walking down the street. So, we ended things yesterday with basically two seconds or three seconds of Sally and her good friend Marie, played by Carrie Fisher, walking down the street. Uh, And Sally begins by saying, you sent yourself flowers. And the response that she gets from Marie at when this minute starts is, is it was $60 I spent on this big stupid arrangement of flowers and I wrote a card that I planned to leave on the front table when Arthur would just happen to see it. And then Sally goes, what did the card say? Please say yes. Love, Jonathan. Did it work? He never even came over. He forgot this charity thing his wife was the chairman of. He's never going to leave her. Of course he isn't. You're right. You're right. I know you're right. <laughs> so, I mean, it's a, first of all, I love the chemistry between the two of them as they're having this conversation. You know, it's I, I've mentioned this numerous times that this movie does a great uh, pre-Sorkin uh, walk and talk with characters. You know, the way that they're, mm-hmm. they're, the characters are, you know, discussing important things, but you know, they're 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 on the move at the exact same time. You know, this isn't something that yeah. was done as much even in the 80s when they were doing this. so Yeah, and I, I think it's interesting the, the difference between the body language of the two of them because Meg Ryan, Ryan Sally, you know, she's got her hands clasped behind her back and, you know, she's she's much more reserved and, and uh, just kind of, um, you know, she doesn't have quite as much move, movement. And Carrie Fisher's Marie is much more animated. She has a lot more of the like the hand movements and the, the the head movements as she's talking. Yeah, that's very interesting. I didn't I didn't even pay attention to that. That that's really really fascinating because it it says a lot about their personalities. You know, because mm-hmm. we know that Sally is a very reserved person, so she's you know keeping herself in check. But yeah. Marie is all over the place. You know her. her you know, one arm goes up, then the other arm goes up, then both go up, and then you know she points one way and points the other way. You know, she keeps moving along. So I, yeah, that, that's a great analysis. Thank you, thank you for bringing that up. Mm-hmm. Um, but what, what's what I still am trying to figure out is why is Marie trying to make Arthur jealous of her? Is that really going to get him to leave his wife? Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's you know, it's one of those things that's that tends to come up a lot in like sitcoms and, and things like that. And I don't know, it's, it's really, it it does feel like a very sitcom uh, plot. And uh, I think it's funny that we just hear them talk about it. So like, we, we don't get to see it or anything. Yeah. We never meet Arthur. (laughs) Yeah. And I feel like it, it raises a lot of questions about this event. Like, you know, the, Arthur's wife was the chairman of the event. Would, was she 
there at the event because you know he forgot about it but i would imagine that she would have been there which i felt like that that should have made a, a kind of awkward moment with arthur's wife being there and marie being there but arthur not being there right <laughs> that's true no but the whole idea here is she's hoping that he'll show up at her house and you know get jealous that someone else wants it and like why would she automatically jump to the fact of saying that the card says please say yes you know it's, <laughs> it's like please say yes to what it's it's obviously it makes it sound please say yes to marriage so like you know is it, is it that she's trying to say to, to arthur okay you're you're still you're i guess seeing your wife at the same time that you're seeing me so i'm seeing someone else and it's also gotten very serious yeah it's like you know he, he has to make a move or else he's gonna miss out is is her line of reasoning correct so yeah no, it's just uh very interesting the the way that they that 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 her mind theoretically works here you know not necessarily mm. in 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 the the most perfect uh way but at least in her mind she, this is what she thinks until you know once again sally points out to her that that he's not going to leave her you know she she says it and then sally um reiterates it and then we get the famous uh you know marie lion you're right you're right i knew you're right which she said numerous times when it talking about this particular type of situation in the past so i think that mm -hmm. really works and then as they're continuing, then she quickly changes the subject and goes, where is this place? And Sally goes, somewhere <laughs> on the next block. Now, <laughs> what's funny is, is I can theoretically even tell you where they are if it's on the next block, because I, you know, uh, spoiler alert, I know where they're going. <laughs> <laughs> or I know where, where those scenes were actually filmed. So the assumption is, is that's where they went, you know. Or that's where the characters are going because I'm assuming it's the same, you know, uh, restaurant or cafe that they did right. before. Yeah. All right. And and then the, the 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 things switch a little bit, and you know, she says, "I can't believe I'm doing this." And then Sally tries to calm her down a little bit and goes, "Look, Harry's one of my best friends, and you are one of my best friends. And if by some chance that you two hit it off," then we could all still be friends instead of drifting apart the way you do when you get involved with someone who doesn't know your friends. And then Marie has a great line. She goes, you and I haven't drifted apart since I started seeing Arthur. And then Sally turns to her and says, matter of factly, if Arthur ever left his wife and I actually met him, I'm sure that you and I would drift apart. <laughs> He's never going to yeah, leave I, her. I feel like... <laughs> Yeah, I, I feel like that line of reasoning, it, it feels like that's a little bit of Harry's cynicism rub, rubbing off on Sally. Okay, that that makes a lot of sense. But I think it's also that Sally is just being realistic here. You know, she's heard mm -hmm. stories for however long that Marie is, is you know, running after this, this uh, married guy. It The same things are going over and over. Uh, you know, he keeps disappointing her, but she doesn't seem to see it. And she's still looking for that um you know pot of gold at the end of the rainbow waiting for arthur to finally say i've left my wife and now we can be together i mean this this reminds me we can we can go back 30 almost 30 years before this movie came out now have you ever seen the movie the apartment 
Uh, no, I've, I've heard okay, about with it. Jack Lemmon and Shirley MacLaine. So it's the same story. I mean, it's 29 years earlier um, mm-hmm. where you have a character, you have numerous characters who are dating married men. And, you know, they all believe that these men will eventually leave their wives. <laughs> Even though we as the viewers know that that isn't going to happen. Yeah, I also think that it's interesting that this entire plan, it's, I, I'm pretty sure that, like, I know that this is something that Harry said. I can't remember for sure if it's something that he said before this point or after this point. I believe it was before this point, whenever he was going back to the idea of how he changed his mind about how men and women can't be friends. And he revised it that, and he says that they can be friends if they're both in a relationship. Correct. And so this is Harry and Sally trying to get both of them into different relationships in order to allow them to continue their own friendship. Yes, that, that was think. the addendum that he made in 1982 when they were on the plane. But it it, it was probably BS the way that he was saying it anyway. Because he, <laughs> he still seemed as if he was trying to, to come on to her a little bit. You know, we, we talked about that a few weeks ago with that. But, I mean, my biggest question here is, is that why is Marie agreeing to go on this date? She's going on a blind date. You know, she theoretically, in her mind, she is with Arthur. And Arthur is going to be leaving his wife soon. So why would she go out on this blind date? You know, it could be that on the one hand, she's trying to make Sally happy because Sally asked her, Sally's a good friend of hers. But on the other hand, you know, she she's looking, you know, to, uh, you know, to, to eventually marry Arthur. So why would she go out with somebody else? Well, I, I think this is it's a little bit of that. The, the you know, Sally friendship. She's just humoring her friend and going on this date, even though she doesn't think it's going to lead anywhere. But at the same time, I do think that a part of her is like she knows that the Arthur thing is never really going to go anywhere and that she needs some excuse. Like she needs something to latch on to in order to pull her away from Arthur. Okay, to bring her to to bring her down to reality type of thing. But you think she's she herself is trying to do that or or it's more that Sally's trying to do it and Marie is less. Uh, aware of that fact. Uh, I think that Marie is in on it. Uh, You know, it's like, you know, she has two halves of her brain. Uh, She has the the more realistic side, which is going along with this because she thinks that this is going to help finally get her away from Arthur. But then there's the, also the idealistic side that thinks that, you know, eventually things with Arthur will work out for her. Correct. Yeah, and and I, I like the, the contrast to what they do here, because at the very end of the minute, you know, we, we get, uh, right, be, right before the very end, you know, the last bits of conversation between Sally and Marie is, is uh, uh, Marie answers Sally's thing about that we would drift apart by saying, he's never going to leave her. And Sally then says to her, of course he isn't. And once again, we get, you're right, you're right, I know you're right. Which, this is the third time she said this <laughs> phrase in the movie. I mean, a friend of mine and myself, uh, you know, for for years, we used to always quote this movie, and we would say, you're right, 
You're right. I know you're right. You know, because it was so great to, <laughs> to use it here. And then the, the, the perfect bookend for this particular minute is the last line because, you know, the shot changes. Now we see uh, Harry and Jess walking towards the, the, I guess, presumably the same restaurant. And Jess goes, I don't know about this. <laughs> so, I mean, anyone who knows what's going to happen later, it's very funny that the two of them are so hesitant about this, which, which also says so much about mm -hmm. the fact that, that basically neither of them are looking for somebody right now. You know, and the, the idea is, is that, yeah. that possibly you might meet someone when you're not expecting and when you're not, you're not looking for it, which uh, I, I think is part of the whole idea of this movie. You know, not just Harry and Sally, but all these documentary couples, you know, they're, they're mostly people who randomly bump into this other person. They happen to be in a place where they're going to meet the other person. You know, they're not actively going and they're not pursuing yeah, the other person. Right, like even even the last minutes, the you know she, um, the woman was expecting him to talk to Maxine, but he ended correct. up talking to her. Correct. And uh, I think the other one is, um, I don't remember if it's before or after this, but the the two people that you know they were so close to each other their entire lives, but they never met each other until they hit the right elevator. when they were in Chicago. They were living in New York. They're like a block away yeah. from each other. And there was back. Yeah, we, we, we talked about that one a few weeks ago. Yeah, the same thing. But all of the stories fit like that. You know, it's, it's that, that people just mm. don't. And, and I like that idea. You know, I like the, the idea that, that uh, you know, something in the cosmos is what's bringing people together in ways that you never expected it. You know, and I, I think that, that that's a great theme for this movie, because that's what they're basically saying here. You know, here you have these two people who randomly meet in 1977, and then they randomly meet again five years later, and then five years later they bump into each other, become the best of friends. And at no point throughout this movie do either of them believe that they are the person that they, they are meant for one another. I mean, Harry obviously is mm -hmm. is looking for a one-night stand back in 1977 and possibly in 1982. But it's not as if the, either of them believes that this is their soulmate, you know, and the idea that the, the, yeah. the movie brings us through their story, you know, showing us that they really are made for one another, but that they don't see it yet. You know, it takes a, it'll take, as I mentioned, uh, you know, yesterday, it'll take them another 365 days to really figure it out. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah. for us, it'll only be about 40 minutes. But you know, for for them, it'll be a lot longer. So I, I like I like right. the way that they do that. I think it I think it works. Mm -hmm. You know, and uh, you know, I also love the fact that that you know you you see Sally and Marie walking from screen right to screen left, and then Jess and Harry are walking from screen left to screen right. You know, as as. Yeah, it, it's an it's a nice little yes. movie shorthand that makes you think that they're coming from Correct. opposite directions, which they probably are, <laughs> mm -hmm. um, because otherwise they would bump into each other. You know, so that that makes it yeah potentially. potentially. Well, if they were all coming, you know, yeah, if they were coming, you know, you'd think that, okay, they're coming from the east and they're coming from the west, and you know, they're going to bump into each other at some point at the, at the beginning of wherever it is they're going. 
So yeah, I I, I like the way that they, I mean they do that often in movies. Uh, to you know when they're showing people, I I know that there is something from a cinematic perspective of why you do that, but I I don't know what that is. You know, I'm I'm not that familiar with with why you would show people going in one direction as opposed to going in the other direction and things like that. Except for what you said, it's it's maybe some sort of shorthand to to show that these are people who will be uh, going towards the same place, but. Who knows when they will get there right. or something like that, something to that effect. So, yeah. did you have anything else you want to say about this a minute before we get into the script? Um, not really. I mean, there's, it's it's a nice, you know, it's uh, a pretty self-contained scene. It's just a one nice little walk and talk uh, conversation. So not not uh, a ton of stuff no. to. No, that's, that's one of the good things and bad things about this movie is that there there are. Uh, there, there are some great dialogue scenes that there's just not much to talk about because the characters are telling us everything. You know, there, there isn't there isn't that much to read into. Yeah. You know, we can try and read into it a little bit, but not not that much. You know, but again, I like the fact that that mm-hmm. both Marie and Jess uh, are, are are having they're they have more doubts about this than Harry or Sally. You know, Harry or Sally seem as if they're, they're yeah. more open to this idea of going out on a, a blind date. And they're hoping that they'll be able to convince their friend to, to like the other one. You know, that type of thing. Right. Um, but that yeah. is not what's in the cards for for them at this point. You know, but we'll, we'll mm-hmm. get a little bit more to that next week when we, when we see the aftermath of this uh, blind date. But yeah. So... Every Tuesday, we have a segment called Off the Beaten Track, Courting Dating Edition, where my guests will give some sort of story about a adventure, a misadventure, uh, anecdote, uh, something that happened to them over the course of their life that somehow deals with either dating or courting. So, uh, Bubbly, you have a story for us? Yeah, I have. I think um, the one that comes to mind is kind of early on. I've, you know, I'm, I'm not a hugely social person. I was kind of a late bloomer in high school, and there was this this one girl that I I had a bit of a crush on, and um, like I I was one of those that was kind of oblivious to to certain signs, and she, I had her sign my yearbook, and uh, she put her phone number down in my yearbook, and but it it took me you know, several months before I gave her a call and I finally got up the courage. I gave her a call. I set up a movie date between us and the movie that I took her to, this would have been like, I think the summer of 98, um, was eight millimeter. Oh, uh, yeah. That's an interesting choice <laughs> for a first date. Yes. Yeah. And because th- this was like right, you know, in my mind, this it was kind of right whenever I was starting to get more into R-rated movies. Like I, I had just seen um, like uh, Seven, I think was the year before, and that's uh, kind of uh, like the game and Seven um, really started my love of these like darker movies. So I was really. You know, emo high school, I guess it was. It's one way to put it, and 
eight millimeter had just come out and I thought that it, that looked like an interesting dark movie. And uh, so that, that was the one that I chose for us to, to go on. And I think needless to say, it's, it didn't end very well. I mean, she the was, movie or the date, she was very, <laughs> the date. <laughs> and that, that was the first and, and last date. I mean, we didn't, we didn't remain friends and kept in touch, but uh, for a little while after that. But yeah, the, it, that was the one and only date. Okay. Well, eight, eight millimeter came out in 1999. Oh, nine. So right. yeah, that was and so that would have been and, and you know it took me an entire year to get up the courage. Apparently, so that kind of tells you how, how much of a late bloomer. Well, I was. you know, you have to give her credit for for actually still agreeing if it took her, you you know that long to to finally ask her out. So that that you do get points for that. You know, you know, she didn't say who's this guy who, you know, who I gave my number to so many months ago, didn't call me. She still was was interested in going out with you. So there's something to that. You know, mm -hmm. you, you you can somewhat be uh, commiserated by that, I guess. <laughs> and and seven came out four years earlier in 95. So, you know, yeah, uh, maybe you just saw it on video or something like that. And that's, uh, you know, that's what got you there. OK, great. Thank you very much for that. Um, so the script in this scene, there is pretty much word for word, the whole conversation between, uh, Sally and Marie, and it, it doesn't even have Jess's first line where he says, I can't believe I'm doing this. Uh, sorry, where he says, mm -hmm. I don't know about this. You know, that, that's something that was either ad-libbed or, uh, something else, but we'll, we'll get to that tomorrow because there is a continuation of that conversation between Jess and Harry. So, Bubble, you want to tell people where they can find you? Uh, sure. Um, you know, one, one of my other podcast projects that's that I have going on is um, I, it's through Rabbit Hole Podcasts Network, and uh, it's a show called Lyrical Innuendo, where me and my co-host we uh, discuss a a song each episode and we dig into the lyrics of that song and we decide if there's any sort of innuendo typically we lean towards like sexual innuendos or uh drug innuendos or occasionally we'll delve into ones that you know have some other uh, hidden message and we really dive into the lyrics and uh, we have a lot of fun a lot of times we go on some really wild uh, interpretive theories and for anybody that's you know heard me on other podcasts uh, this is uh, bubble wheat getting a little bit racy <laughs> uh, a little bit racier than i usually do but it, it's a lot of fun it's kind of a short podcast and it comes out every oh, wow. other friday okay. what what uh what type of have you ever done any billy joel songs on there like captain jack i no, I, I haven't yet. Uh, it's, we do kind of run the gamuts. We we cover, uh, you know, I, I try and keep the range in, in terms of like genre. Like we've covered uh, Lords of Acid as well as like Madonna. And uh, the the most recent episode as we're recording this was Prince's oh, okay. Little Red Corvette. And um so if you use Madonna, do you, I'm sure mm. I'm assuming you, you were dealing with uh, the Quentin Tarantino uh, incorrect uh, assumption about like a virgin 
Was that one of the ones you did? Or it wasn't? No, we we didn't do Like a Virgin. We did Like a Prayer. Oh, okay. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, because that, that, that one has, you know, a, a lot of different interpretations that you can go into. Oh, wow. Okay. What What's the name of, of, of that? You want to remind people what the name of it is? Sure, it's lyrical innuendo. All right, very good. And finding me is very simple. While you're while you're listening to lyrical innuendo, you can uh, you know try and catch me on any podcast you might be using to listen to this show. You can find me also on Facebook. You can find me on Twitter, or you can go directly to my website, movearoundminute.com. So, Bubba, you feel like coming back again tomorrow? Yeah, I am. I uh, definitely will be here tomorrow. Okay, well, just uh, beware the eyes of March. <laughs> All right, well, until tomorrow, I'll have what she's having. I'll have what she's having. Gave me a thrill with all your faults. I love you still. It had to be you. Wonderful you. Had to be you.